everybody. It's fantastic to be here for another dance podcast. And we were thrilled that so many people tuned into our last one about Chalk and Indian dance. So please follow us and we look forward to your comments and feedback as we go along with our podcasts. Today I'm very excited. We've got a, a dance choreographer and practitioner that's well known to many Singaporeans, Bernice Lee. Bernice started as a young dancer and has since moved on to work with Frontier Danceland. She's an independent choreographer and performer and currently working with Maya Dance Theatre. And uh, at the moment, working towards a role as Joan of Arc in Pancha 2 with Mayor Dance Theatre, which will be performed at Emily Hill June the 1st and 2nd, so coming up very soon. But today she's specifically here because we both went to see Flamenco San Fronteras' performance of The Elements, and we're going to be discussing that show today. So The Elements was a show produced by Flamenco San Fronteras and with artistic director and choreographer Antonio Vargas. And they tackled the five elements according to the Chinese philosophy of earth, air, fire, wood and metal. And it was very interesting to look at how they approached that Eastern philosophical concept with a very flamenco style choreography and how this converged into a production. So Bernice is here today, so she saw the show. So let's just start with some initial impressions of what you thought of the production. Hi, um, thanks for inviting me to do this podcast and also for getting me to go and see this flamenco show this time. Because I've seen their work and I've worked with Antonio and Daphne with Flamenco Sin Fronteras before. So I'm really glad I came along because it blew me away. And I'm still trying to figure out why. Okay, let's just stop there. You mentioned that you'd done some work with the company. Can you just tell us a little bit of background about that before we move on to discuss the show? So I can't really remember how we wound up talking I think it might have been through another independent choreographer, Kai, or performance maker, I think she likes to be called. And I went to their studio, They we did some discussions about, I think it was dealing with mental health. And that was really challenging because I think mental health is a huge subject. So trying to understand what we were bringing to it was really a heavy thing and then also on top of that dealing with this concept of okay what is flamenco what is contemporary dance and you know these are really big labels and they come with a lot of baggage and we need a lot of time to break down what we understand from these terms. Okay I think you've raised a lot of points there I'd just like to go back to that show which was called Breaking Silence and I think it's interesting in terms of this company, Flamenco San Fronteras, the scope of what they do. So here we have a show that's about mental health. Now we're talking about a show which is about Chinese philosophy. So I think what's the point you're making is that it is always expanding the parameters of what you would expect mm. from a flamenco show. Yeah. The other aspect of it, which I find comes up in all their work and again in this show, is the willingness to collaborate, the mm. interdisciplinary nature of it, yeah. going across borders, across countries. In this show, the elements we had musicians, I think, from about five different countries, including mm. 
Spain mm. coming in and a marvellous uh, flamenco singer who was actually Taiwanese with a yeah. very deep throaty yeah. voice. So this willingness to go across borders, which is what their name implies, yeah. I yeah. think is a very interesting element. So going on from what you've said that you've had experience working with that, and then we want to unpack this idea of what is flamenco, mm -hmm. what is contemporary, mm -hmm. and how that might have come together. Perhaps we can use examples from the show that we saw. So I'm no expert in flamenco, right? And I have seen maybe like two live flamenco shows in Spain before I've had the privilege, right? And it's a completely different experience walking into a show that's flamenco without borders in Singapore. It's on stage, it's in a black box theatre versus when I'm in Spain, I'm in tourist mode. I'm here to see something that has grown from your land and I understand that you're working within a very specific form. It has a limited repertoire in some sense of these are the songs that exist, these are the melodies that exist, these are the rhythms that exist and these are some of the specific steps that go along with what we understand to be flamenco. And it's also like the whole thing of walking to a bar and people are drinking, smoking, clapping, you know, it's very different from the theatre experience where it's taken out of this live context, this idea of, okay, maybe there's some Romani influence there, but here I'm pretty aware that none of these people performing are Romani or have that feeling. But actually, when I think further, it's not true. I think today a lot of people do experience some degree of repression, some degree of suppression, and most of us, you know, migrate. Like, most people don't stay in one place for their whole lives. Okay, so I think what this is interesting to bring up the context, and mm -hmm. do you think that these are sort of idealised contexts now? So if you look at, uh, for example, for the dance festival, we've continually had flamenco companies come mm -hmm. in, like Maria Pages, mm -hmm. Sarah Barris, and yeah. that have done theatrical shows mm -hmm. that do add other elements right. and even uh, Maria Pages is working with City Labo at one mm. stage doing some very contemporary work. Mm. So there is this side of flamenco which yeah. has gone into a theatrical contemporary yes. that's been around for a long time. Yeah. So do you think that when people see flamenco here they have a stereotypical idea of what they might be seeing? Do you think they go to a show and they're disappointed, for example? I hope not. I don't think that there was anything disappointing about the show we saw. I mean, the passion of the dancers and the passion of the music was so strong that it didn't it didn't matter that that there's this label that apparently we're all supposed to aspire to. And I mean I can't speak for anybody else in the audience, but when I was sitting there it felt like everybody was fully engaged and transported by what they had constructed. And Frankly, I've not really seen many theatrical flamenco performances, so I don't have a basis for comparison. But I do think that the element of spectacle in a theatrical experience does exist. And I do see it in sort of the so-called authentic flamenco when in Spain. Like, there is the element of spectacle. The, the choices that the dancers and the musicians make to wake us up, to excite people rather than just only going into how they feel. I think it's inherent to the form. 
Okay, so I think that what we shouldn't overlook with this company is the quality mm-hmm. of the dancers. Yeah. I think the quality is extraordinary. And as you say, the audience is totally engaged, yeah. whether they were engaged with the theme or mm-hmm. whether they were just simply engaged by a group of extraordinary dancers, mm-hmm. which Antonio seems to have been able to bring together, plus mm-hmm. musicians from Spain and our local yeah. musician, Kailin Yong, who composed the music and played, of course. Yeah. But also I think when we look at this quality and we see how that translates into thematic material, mm. um, one very obvious moment was when Daphne um, Hong Vargas right. put on these Chinese yeah. water sleeves. Did you think that was strange? Do you think that was successful? Mm. It was very. It was perhaps the most obvious yes. moment when the company said, okay, we're flamenco yeah. genre, but we're going to be doing this Chinese element. Mm. So how, what did you think? I think that the water sleeves serve the function within the theme of, okay, the five elements. I think that bringing something from a totally different context brings with it a lot of baggage and expectation. I think it's very brave to even try. And personally, I've tried working with water sleeves before and tried understanding what I can do in a solo and I'm not a Chinese dancer in terms of like being classically or even trained in a folk form necessarily. So I learned a little bit, but this idea of taking on something that has like the weight of God knows how many years, you know, and all these expectations about what it's supposed to look like. And I think it's an experiment that plenty of other Chinese Singaporean choreographers have tried to do. And I think it's incredibly brave to try that with flamenco, with all that incredible footwork underneath. And some of the fingering that comes in with flamenco dance, it gets hidden by the sleeves. So trying to deal with that dichotomy. At first, I was like, oh dear, this is going to be really difficult. And I'm not sure I can deal with it with my own biases and all that. But the way that they dealt with it was they simplified some of the things and it was pretty elegant and it really drew out, okay, you know, don't think about Chinese dance. Think about water. Think about the potentialities of this fabric. And of course, you know, when when I watch a Chinese dance from China by like their top grade dancers, it has a very specific fluidity, which in this dance, I don't think that they went there. And I think it was the smart decision to highlight maybe the vibratory possibilities of the cloth. But at the same time, you know, there's a part of me that wishes that there was the possibility of going to the extremes of that form and the extremes of flamenco. But I do understand that there are limitations in terms of how you can coordinate these very disparate qualities. I think this is a very interesting point in terms of this Mm East-West convergence. I mean, as you said, we can't do everything. Mm -hmm. We have many people in Singapore that are at these crossroads of experimentation, Mm -hmm. which you could say is an admirable thing to do to experiment. But Mm -hmm. how successful is it? How deep do Mm -hmm. we expect people to go? Mm -hmm. Um, When I look at this show, the... They, there were a role of three dancers that were called energizers and mm-hmm. they were also using Chinese mm-hmm. elements like yeah. the fans for fire and then more of the ribbons <laughs> for water, the swords. Yeah. To me, I wanted them to have much more depth of knowledge and mm-hmm. 
ability in those styles mm-hmm. and uh, otherwise the attribute just becomes like something you're holding up and, mm-hmm. and carrying around rather than you're embodying in right. some way. So I had a, I thought that was a bit of a weak spot in the show. Oh, how did you think that worked? Well, I think when I walk into a show, I'm pretty conscious of where the artist is coming from. I mean, none of these artists perform all the time. They all have day jobs, whether it's teaching or working as a doctor. And they put in 100% of themselves to the art, but not all of them do it equally, right? And it, I think the role of the energizers kind of highlighted that degree of difference. And so when I walk in, I'm aware that, oh, okay, so the choreographer has included some of his community dancers or semi-professional amateur dancers. I hate using these labels, but for convenience sake, I think you can understand. I think that he wanted to include more bodies and he gave them pretty simple stuff. But, you know, even simple things are not necessarily easy to pull off, especially in the context of light, sound, live action, audience, you know, nerves come into play. So I'm aware that there are these limitations and that the choreographer tried to hide or tried to work with the limitations. And so I wasn't so much disturbed as tickled. Like when somebody looks obviously a little, you know, worried. And I'm like, oh, okay, but it's okay because she's an energizer. Like she's there to provide support to some really incredible soloists Mm. and to break the flow of the dance. If not, I would have really felt like a bunch of solos, which actually personally I would have been quite happy with as well. So I think that was a compositional choice, maybe also a, a very human choice of wanting to give some of these artists or hobbyists the experience an opportunity to perform yes yeah so it's one of those things that within the experimental theater framework it's always kind of a difficult question like do I go for inclusivity or do I go for no this is the right way to go that's very good points I I think this is something that in Singapore we see a lot a lot of and I think it's very interesting point Mm. to raise Mm. Uh, that you've raised in. And the other thing that you raised, you talked about the quality of the dancers. I I think that we can't underestimate the power of a really major force like Maestro Antonio Mm. Vargas living in Singapore. I I think very few people actually realise that Mm. this man is truly on the world stage. And uh, in fact, he has been recognised as a show by Checkpoint Theatre called The Last Bull. And I think this talks about Antonio's life, but I think his uh, ability to attract dancers here, and particularly in this show, we saw um, one of the dancers, Mamiko Kashiwa, just absolutely extraordinary dancer that played Earth in this production. And she really just gave her soul in this performance, Mm -hmm. I thought. It was just extraordinary. And then, of course, Tilly Wong played Fire, And the other people, Daphne, we've already mentioned. So I think the team of dancers have just worked so hard Mm -hmm. to really lift the level. And I I think that people shouldn't underestimate in the context and the ecology of the Singapore dance scene that this Mm -hmm. is really a a quality group that um, attracts audiences and the house was 100% again and the last mm-hmm. show I went to, they did at the Soda Theatre, I think it was 100%. So I think that we should start recognising this, even though if it's a flamenco company, mm-hmm. they are giving quality performances time after time 
and the dancers, I think there's really something to see, to be entertained, to be inspired, to be provoked in going to see these performances. So in terms of the experimentation of tackling this theme of the elements, mm. um, in terms of a company that is in a way working with a genre outside of mm. regional issues, I guess, and regional topics like uh, the Asian specifically mm -hmm. Asian sensibilities of philosophy, these sort of issues. How do you think that they straddle that divide in a way? So flamenco as a form, when, when, when I think about it as something decontextualized from the geography, it's mostly about the passion and the rhythm and the fire and also this will to survive. It strikes me in that way. And apparently one of the most where, where flamenco is very popular, one of the places is Japan. And I think two or three of the dancers here are from Japan. And you can really see that the quality of their technique and not just technique, but also the performance quality, it's really full on and really fulfilled. And they really throw themselves into the possibilities of what flamenco as a dance and as a music and as a cultural practice offers. And... Personally, this whole thing about the elements, you know, Kailin, the musician coming out, it's really just a construct for the choreographer to work from. Like, it didn't matter to me that it's East or West or whatever. Because, I mean, it could have been about four seasons, you know. It could have been about something that offers a range of qualities. It could have been about tragedy and, and romanticism, you know. And it was just a structure to me. And it wasn't important to think about the easternness or the westernness because it was really about the music and the dance and I actually had the privilege of talking with Kailin about the music and some of the things that he had to do musically and what's fascinating is that he has to compose but also he's aware of this is the flamenco repertoire and within that repertoire there's improvisation and then there's is incredible flamenco guitarist coming in and he's really well versed in working with the dancers rhythms he looks at their feet and he works with that right but to also be able to compose and fix something and work with other musicians who aren't necessarily used to looking at the rhythms you know it's it's another challenge altogether and I thought that the way they dealt with the music of using flamenco music as the base and, and using instrumentation to kind of highlight some of the possibilities within the form was really smart. Like using the kucheng to basically play flamenco music, but we are super aware that, oh, okay, these are East Asian looking people, you know, they don't look like they're from Andalusia, you know, like that sort of thing was interesting. Yeah, I think that your point about the musicians is very... It's a very strong point because I think that the fact that you wouldn't do this sort of show without live musicians mm -hmm. and the way that they work together and the way that they can collaborate. And I think it was an interesting point that in the band of musicians, we had definitely Spanish musicians, plus mm -hmm. we had Asian musicians, mm -hmm. and they were going back and forth between what we call traditional Spanish music ideas and rhythms into more Asian sort of music and then we had the poem to open and close mm -hmm. the show. So looking at this group of musicians, which were quite eclectic, but certainly some Spanish musicians and some musicians, local musicians plus from Taiwan, I was wondering why the musicians chose to have this eclectic mix 
whereas the dancers persisted with pure flamenco. I wonder how it would have been if they brought in some Chinese dancers for that part. So I was mm. interested in that mix and how you thought that worked. Mm, for me, the flamenco-ness, the purity of the flamenco form in the dance was really satisfying and I felt that if they tried to bring in the Chinese elements through the dance, it might have been distracting. But having said that, if they brought in people who worked with them for a long time and they collaborated and they had these huge discussions and lots of time to figure out what each element did, how they layer on top of each other, I can imagine that that could have been even more of a spectacle, but it didn't feel necessary. I think that what they were doing within the flamenco structures of the dance was satisfying and to one more feels like maybe that's another choreographer's desire. Yeah, okay. I think that's a really interesting point to wind up with. And I think that... Uh, the point we've made is that here we have in the Singapore Ecology this incredibly powerful group of high-quality performers and artists that are experimenting the same as the contemporary dancers are experimenting or people experimenting across mm -hmm. classical ballet or Bahadnatyam or whatever else they're doing. And uh, it's interesting to recognise this group as a very important part of the local landscape. Yeah. So thank you for joining us, Bernice. Thank you. And all the best with Puncher. Interestingly, this shows a site-specific work by Mayor Dan Sita, which also looks at the elements but in a different way and Bernice is involved in playing a character of Joan of Arc but they've also used the element of fire for this mm -hmm. specific production so I think it'll be interesting to see how the company takes this on. Yeah and I think when people take elements it's really just a starting point to say a lot more about whatever subject it is and in this case when we're working with Joan of Arc we're also working with Sita in the Ramayana and we're looking actually at the women who went through these experiences and the oppression that they faced but also what they did in response to the society around them and the experience of being in the fire and looking at these shared experiences across the East-West divide and trying to look at just really the universal human element and the emotional drive behind who they are and how that can come together in a dance theatre performance. Yeah, I think this is very interesting. And if people can go see this show, because it actually brings a human element to it, whereas mm -hmm. I would say that the, um, the elements by Flamenco Sans Frontieres is abstracted. Right. these forms. So somebody actually embodied fire rather right. than reacting as a person to yes. being in the fire. So mm -hmm. I think this is a very interesting contrast if mm -hmm. people are able to go see the show. And uh, we'll, we'll finish with that. Thanks, Bernice. Thank you. Thanks so much.